The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch, and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Apps, and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week, I'm joined by a DJ who lists their favourite movie as The Gentleman and favourite TV show as Parks and Rec. Welcome to the show, The Marathon Man, Jackson Carr. <laughs> this could be my last ever episode considering I'm running a marathon next Sunday. So we'll, um, I could just collapse and no longer be here. So, um, yes, hello. How are you today? I'm good. Um, how's the training going given all the ridiculous amount of rain we've had over the last like month and a half? Yeah, the rain hasn't really helped. The fact I've been DJing heaps hasn't really helped either. I've been drinking a bit too much. But they say when you're leading up to a marathon, you need to taper off and stop running as much. So, that's the logic I'm going with. Okay. Yep. We can we can spin it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. So these experts say you've got to taper off. So that's what I'm doing. So I'll probably go for like one more run this week and then off to Canberra on Saturday for the race on Sunday and then back to Sydney Monday for the Maryvale staff party. So that'll be fun. How's the uh, forecast looking? Is it going to be a decent weather up down that way or? I, I don't like to look at weather until like a day or two before. The, the, the case because it always changes and I really love the cold so I, I don't really mind if it's cold in Canberra as long as it's not rainy I'll be happy yeah I guess you are probably one of the only people that's going back if it's cold this is good for me oh yeah 100%, better than a 100%. 40 degree marathon oh that'd be gross oh you've done city to surf yeah yeah city to surf's 14ks I've run a bunch of half marathons which is 21ks but a full marathon is 42 kilometers so um, Jesus, the, furthest I'm, yeah, the furthest I've ever run is like 26K. So um, I still have 16 to go after that. So as long as you, as long as you keep in mind, let's let's pace myself and not yeah not go at my 21 kilometer pace the whole time. Oh you, you yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to have to like yeah fully pace myself. But I've heard you get good adrenaline throughout and stuff. So and obviously because you're around all these other runners, so it'll be it'll be good. And uh, yeah. I'll be just it'll be a nice achievement to say that I that I've done. And then at least for the next one, I'll probably take it more seriously and train a bit more rather than just fall off the wagon and party a lot for the past few weeks. And what's the course like? Is it Canberra? Like isn't it's not gonna be incredibly hilly, is it? Nah, it's it's pretty flat and like you run around the lake with the parliament and stuff. So I'm gonna do a whole I'm gonna do a vlog on it, of course. So watch out for that on Monday. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm staying at Bougie Hotel that night because my friend works for like this hotel group and he got me half price. So a bit of a reward for me. Sweet. Should be good. Good weekend. Yeah. And we'll watch, I'll watch the Sharks win that afternoon because we're on fire at the moment. So, yeah, good weekend. Yeah, how good are the Sharks going? We're going to win the comp. Yeah, I feel like we've got a good chance. They're playing so well. Like, it'll be a test in two weeks when we play Melbourne, but, yeah, I'm feeling confident. Yeah, with your um marathon, Buddy did a cystic fibrosis, like, fun run thing that was mm. 65 kilometres and they, they were cooked. They were cooked at the end of that. Oh, 
65. No, that's a big no for me. I think 42 is going to be my limit. So, <laughs> so 65. Wow. They started out walking and just like, we're just going to take our time and we're going to use the entire day to do it. Hmm. And then I think they got to like halfway and we're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like it's too painful to walk. We had to run. So at least you're running yeah, well, the entire time. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, so, yeah, this week we've gone full Marvel blockbusters. A big movie in the next phase of the, the Disney TV Marvel series. Which one do you want to start with? We're going to go with Moon Knight or are we going to go with Morbius first? I feel we should just get Morbius out of the way because that made Uncharted look half decent for me. Like I uh, did not enjoy it. I fell asleep in it. I didn't really know what was going on. I started betting on horses. Like I was, I've never been more disinterested in a Marvel movie or like a movie in a long time. Like it was just painful. So painful. Like gave me Suicide Squad one vibes of how painful it was. Even like as a Sony Marvel movie, it was horrible. Like it, yeah, it's worse than Venom One, and I kind of didn't enjoy Venom One. I love Venom. Venom 2 was an upgrade on Venom 1, yeah. but then this one is below all that. Do not waste your time on this movie. It's just, it's not funny. It's slow. It's not, I don't know how they butchered it. Like, and it's not even a good butcher. Like you go and get some pork chops and sausages from your local butcher. It's literally like horrible. Especially when they're promoting it as a new Marvel legend joins the lineup and like a super powered vampire. How do you not make that at least cool? Yeah. 100%. Like, I'm not into vampire stuff, but I thought, okay, I'll give this one a chance. It should be good. It's Marvel. They don't really miss the mark a lot on the back of how big Spider-Man was and how good, like, the TV shows are going. I'm like, okay, they're they're continuing on their role. But now it's just, like, after how good Batman was, like, I think DC and with everything they've got planned now, we're just going to go, oh, screw it. Well, they've definitely, like, in my opinion, they've gone past Sony at this point. Like, the only good Sony... Marvel movies now are Spider-Man. And yeah. then that's kind of only because Marvel proper is making sure that those are good movies. They're not, mm. they don't want Spider-Man ruined because he's like one of the biggest characters in the world. Yeah. Big time. Just can't deal with it. Like I'm just, I had these notes that I want to talk about, but like, I just, it's horrible. Like it's, it's, it's horrible. Like Jared Leto is just gone from this. I, th- I think he's a very hot and cold actor. And this was cold. This is like, Canberra cold, like, but not in a good way. So, yeah, no, this was a big, big miss from me. Yeah, I feel like when he's given a serious role that he's really invested in, he's fantastic. Mm. But then when he's kind of just, I guess, bad to say, but like he's taking the role for the money. Yeah. He just checks out and just does the bare minimum and gets through it with whatever. And this one, like, it's been delayed six times. It was due out originally on July 10, 2020, and has now only just come out. So after six delays, how at some point does somebody go, not go, um, this isn't good. Like we need to mm. do a lot of work and reshoots and fix this, but clearly they were just like, eh, good enough. Maybe because of the delays, they were just like, okay, we just got to force this out. Like and enough's enough. Like maybe they were just delaying because they're like, oh, this is bad. We know this is going to be bad. And then they're like, you know what? You have to bite the bullet and get it out. So we're just going to release it on April Fool's Day and just be like, it is what it is. <laughs> this is our big April Fool's prank. Sony's April Fool's prank. Years in the making. 
I found out too that this movie, they released the first trailer for this movie before Spider-Man No Way Home even started production. Really? Oh, my. So they put a trailer out for this, and in the time that it took to finally hit the cinemas, they filmed, edited, did all the CG and post-production, and released Spider-Man before they put this one out. Oh, wow. Like, that's bad. Yeah, wow. I wonder what would have happened if this was released before Spider-Man and if Spider-Man would have been as popular or some people might have just been like, oh, Sony are messing up Marvel again. Let's maybe be a bit hesitant or it wouldn't have started as strong. But then obviously once the reviews came in, people would see it. But it's interesting to think about that type of timeline for. Yeah, I guess just because people know Spider-Man is being heralded by MCU proper. Mm. I think it still would have been up there. And Spider-Man is such a beloved character, whereas Morbius is, was like, I have no attachment to this guy. I don't know his story. So do something cool. And they didn't do anything cool. Yeah, no, not at all. Just watching this, it felt like there's all these plot points that go through the movie, but nothing felt earned or special when it finally hit that point. And it was kind of like somebody just read the script like a, an executive read the script, pulled out the major dot points and were like, as long as we hit these, that's all that matters. All of this other filler stuff can be cut out. And for a movie that's an hour 45, it moves quickly through all those moments. But yeah, like I said, nothing feels earned. Like the romance angle didn't feel like it built to anything substantial. It begins, he's finding the bats. And then mm. all of a sudden he's injecting himself with the bats. And yeah. it's just like, it's just like we've just got these dot points and we've just got to hit them and we don't care how we get there. As long as we hit all of these points, whatever happens at the end happens at the end. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely spot on. It's the way I saw it. And like, it's just not, I'm disappointed. I, I wasted my um, Saturday afternoon watching that. I I mean, I enjoyed a good nap, but yeah, that, that, that wasn't an ideal way to Maybe I should watch it again the night before the marathon so I know I'll fall asleep and get a good night's sleep. So um, at least I can do that. Was the cinema busy? No, nah, I wasn't too busy, to be honest, because it was like 4.30 on a Saturday afternoon. So And the weather was – yeah, it was, weather was going weekend, so it wasn't that busy. So like I've seen like four or five Facebook statuses from people just saying how bad it is. So I think word is getting around that it's like it's a no and people are like, okay, I don't really want to go rush to see this. Yep, yeah, like I've – I've heard of two or three people in the States that went and saw it either the day it opened or the day after it opened and it, there was no one in the cinema. They had the entire cinema to mm. themselves. I'm like, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I think it was like three or four other people in it and two of them even left early. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Especially after they spent $75 million with the final budget and uh, after that opening couple of days, so... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they'd made $17.1 million with a, a final projection for the weekend at 38, which I think they might have struggled to hit. I'm not sure how close they got to that. So not a great sign. Like they barely made back half of their investment. And with the movies coming up in the next three or four weeks, I see they're having a very sharp drop off in box office revenue because we've got... Sonic just came out, Fantastic Beasts next week, The Northman the week after, Doctor Strange the week after that. Oh, when's Doctor Strange? Oh, he's my favourite. Just over a month away. 
Oh, May 5. Oh, They have four weeks to try and get another 30-something million dollars. And with everything we're saying, with everything everybody else is saying, why, why would you go and spend 20 bucks to go and see this when you could go and see Sonic or yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah. Or just wait for the big Marvel one that you know is going to be good. Yeah. Or just wait for this to go on to um, Disney Plus, which will go very quickly. I, I reckon that won't be in the cinemas for too long. And they'll just be like, oh. Yeah. But then I don't know if Sony will put it on Disney Plus. Like, I'm not sure what the Sony oh. deals are, whether they put oh, yeah. them on there. Because I don't think Spider Man's not on there yet. I think they go to Netflix. Oh, I think Spider Man was on Netflix. Yeah, that's right. It's a very weird situation with Marvel and Sony movies. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like, I think Venom's on Venom's on Netflix as well. Yeah, I think so. Venom. Just, I, I, I look, I used, I'm just going to just watch my favourite website to find out where everything is. Streaming guide. They should sponsor this po- podcast, I reckon. They really should. Venom. Oh, it's not on anything. You have, to, you have to pay for it. You have to rent it, <laughs> of course. Yeah. They won't even give it away. I liked it, though. Maybe because Tom Hardy was in it. He's like my ultimate man crush, but maybe I'm biased with that. Spider-Man is on Binge and Netflix. I'm not sure where this will end up. And I even said to someone, when it hits streaming services, like, maybe just don't. Like, it really doesn't contribute anything to the MCU. If you're going to Netflix and chill with someone, do it that. Yeah, no, nah, it's a waste of time. Absolutely waste of time. And then like, even, we'll go pretty spoilery here with the post-credit scene. Like, I didn't stay for that. Ah, uh, okay. Well. I left. I need to get out of there. The post-credit scene really, really t- tries to tie this into the MCU and No Way Home with the multiverse situation with the, the purple, like, rift in the sky and Vulture from last Spider-Man, not No Way Home, the one before that, Homecoming. They try to bring him. He comes into the Morbius universe and basically tries to team up with Morbius to establish the Sinister Six. It was just a terrible post-credit scene. I was like, even this post-credit scene is not worth me waiting around for. Yeah, hectic. Okay, I'm, I'm glad I didn't. I had to go. Like, I was like, I'm over this. I'm, I'm done. So, you know. What did you think of the visual effects as well, like the CG of Morbius running and moving fast and the weird, creepy echolocation gross ear thing? I wasn't really blown away by it at, at all. Like, there was no – the only thing that blew me away was the fact that it ended so I could leave. But, yeah, I was like – it just baffled me. How can you go so strong from Spider-Man to that? But at least, like I know because we said the MCU, but at least um, Sony made a lot of money on Spider-Man, so they're not going to be scarred for this one. But oh. Yeah, like, and the way they, they made Morbius look when he went vampire mode, for me, they looked more like zombies than they did vampires. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, I can say that. It wasn't a good look, and... And then when the, the two vampires are fighting and moving around really quickly, they didn't really add the the colour flares to the, like, smoky effect until sort of later in the movie. So in that first little part, it's kind of just like two black blurs fighting each other. And I was like, I don't know who's who. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be look, looking at or making out. I was like, oh, whatever. And all the slow motion effects, 
yeah, didn't feel like it was of quality of something that was filmed in the past couple of years. It felt like you'd it's something from like the 2010s. Like it's just like they've gone back in time, or we're in a multiverse at the moment where they don't have good product like production and CG. You like it really was everything was just a mess. And even the the plot, like the plot was, it felt very thin. And like we said, they they just hit the the key points without fleshing anything out. Like we just he goes to get. A Nobel Prize in turn he travels all the way to the ceremony just to turn it down on the stage. He's like, You're a bit of a jerk. Like, why am I supposed to like you now? Um, when he finally does do the gene splicing, for some reason they have to go and do it in international waters because it's you can't do that on land, apparently. And then did you see what it said when he went on the boat too? Like it didn't say like a random location in the middle of specific ocean all it said was yeah. international waters yeah like, oh, let's let's be even more bland and generic it's like they just didn't care they was like no nah, editing now nah, we're just gonna get this out like you could have picked somewhere but no just international waters like and like he doesn't get all his powers instantly either so he jumps off that boat but he can't fly yet so he had to have swum back to land <laughs> i was just like what like he doesn't know how to fly it, so he just swam like seventeen miles. Well, some people run marathons, some people swim marathons, so that's what he probably wanted to do, you know. Yeah, true. And the cops casting for those cops, what are they doing? I just think the whole movie is what are they doing? Like, I would be very surprised if they do a follow up for this, or like if Jared Leto ever works in a superhero role ever again because he's yeah, Joker bad, Morbius bad. Yeah, yeah. Come on, complete the hat trick. Just do something else. Tyrese Gibson as one of the cops. I was like, what? Like, he doesn't strike me as an FBI agent. And watching him, he kind of just, like, doesn't care either. And then the scene where they confront Morbius as he's leaving his facility, did you notice the bad vocal dubbing on that as well? Yeah, actually. I didn't know if there was, like, I was, I was listening to that and I was like, this is not right. This is, it's a bit off. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. What he says does not match what his mouth nah. says. Yeah. Like what happened to you the last minute? I think the original line was uh, your synthetic blood saved my life, but then they changed it. So it fits more with the character that he plays Simon Stroud, who's apparently like a, a mercenary who, lost his arm in the war and then gets given like a big crazy superhero arm, basically kind of like winter soldier-esque. So then they changed the line to sort of convey that by him saying your blood saved my arm. Mm. But instead of reshooting it, they just dubbed it. Poorly, very poorly. It doesn't match at all. Like change the camera angle, cut to Morbius's face. Like mm. don't show the guy saying it when he's not saying that word. You should be a film producer for Sony. I was just watching him like, that doesn't match. What the? Yeah. And especially like with, with like us, we've watched that uh, Dark, the German, was it Dark? Yeah, Dark, yeah. yeah. The German show. Nice like show. when you watch something like that in the native language, you notice when the, mm. the voice doesn't match the, the mouth. Yeah. So seeing it on a big movie was kind of just very strange. Yeah, so odd. Like, oh, well. At least we've got through it now, got some content for the potty, and we never have to think about this again. Mm, I was hoping that they would tie in with Blade as well. Yeah. 
considering as they have announced a Marvel Blade movie, but I think Marvel maybe saw how bad this was going to be from the early screening little bits that they were getting and was like, you don't get to touch Blade because if you yeah. ruin him, we have a massive uphill battle to fix him later. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I think that's why he's, his cameo is now at the end of Eternals in the Eternals post-credit. Yeah, okay. So they're like, no, no, no. But then they put him in a crap movie anyway. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Marvel, and, uh, uh, they're a bit hot and cold at the moment as well. If they ruin Doctor Strange, I'm getting my Marvel tattoo. No, I'm not. I'm not that extreme. But if they ruin Doctor Strange, they won't. They'll nail it. I hope so. Because, yeah, the last couple, Spider-Man, good. Morbius, bad. Eternals, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And Eternals was MCU proper too, so that's concerning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, hopefully the next time we see vampires in MCU, it's Blade and they're good. Yeah. Because I loved the original Blade movies. Blade, I think that was one of the first, yeah, like, Marvel movies I was exposed to, I like obviously besides like the Spider-Man, but like yeah, I I love them. So they better not ruin that either, or I'll be off them. I remember like watching Blade and not realizing it was a Marvel movie for ages, and then I went back and rewatched. I was like, oh wait, these are Marvel movies. Whoa, yeah, yeah. ahead of the game. Yeah, it was like remember the the original Daredevil though with Ben Affleck that was bloody horrible. Mm, true, the good Daredevil is now on Disney Plus, so at least you can watch that. Oh, I hope they do some more stuff with that. I love that. Surely they will after Spider-Man. Like, they have to. I Yeah, I suspect at some point, maybe the next wave, we're getting a Daredevil, a proper Daredevil movie in the MCU. Mm. Or, a, yeah, like you said, a continuation of the show now that, now that they've taken the license back from Netflix, so it's under the Disney banner. Like, why not put out a Daredevil show on Disney Plus? Yeah, and it needs to have the same actor because he is incredible like you would charlie cox you would think that he's like blind he's he absolutely nails that that role so they need to keep him all yeah especially now when they're doing the marvel tv shows and they're kind of having either on disney plus it's either a star wars month or a marvel month with their tv shows like Mm. they seem to be alternating so like they need characters and they need shows to fill up that slate continually so why not do a daredevil one in one of those seasons yeah definitely because daredevil i think was the best of the netflix marvel shows yeah the, I, daredevil was my favorite i like luke cage actually I, jessica jones is my second favorite and then that luke cage was good iron fist i just you can just com- completely forget about and then when they were all together that was pretty good as well but they were great shows remember when they first came out i was like frothing yeah punisher was good as well oh yeah punisher and no, punisher he, yeah yeah, Daredevil, Punisher, and Jessica Jones were great. And the others, I was kind of just like, yeah, whatever. Luke Cage was just cool for the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And ev- I didn't realize till the end of Luke Cage that every single episode was named after a Gangstar song and who, like, my favorite rap group from New York. And, like, by the end of it, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, because they all look familiar. And then I just realized that at the end, and I was like, you're a bad fan, Jackson. You are a bad fan. <laughs> terrible, terrible fan. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's Morbius. Don't go out of your way. Yeah. If you get free tickets, no. maybe give them away. <laughs> I wish I had. I wish I had. Give them to a family member that you don't like. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsors. First up is Decorate and Dance. For them, life is a party. 
With the world reopening and parties now becoming much more viable, if you're hosting a party, then all of the ingredients you need for a good time start with the three Ds. Design, decorate, and dance. You can't have a party without a theme, design, balloons, florals, and decorations, and some good tunes, dancing. The team over at Decorate and Dance can provide it all. Specialising in kids' parties, adult parties, hens' nights, baby showers, corporate events and weddings. Decorate and Dance are your one-stop shop. Book a designer, decorations and a DJ for your party to be remembered at www.decorateanddance.com.au Next up is LF9 Designs. Are you in need of a new logo, event posters, Twitch overlays or emotes, or perhaps even merchandise designs? Look no further than LF9 Design for all of your graphic design needs. The team at LF9 Design can create anything that you need to suit all styles. Check them out on Instagram at LF9 Design. Maison de Femmes create romantic, handmade, gold-filled jewellery for lovers and dreamers. Each piece is handmade and personally shipped by Jess Kumanovsky of Australia. If you are looking for an amazing and unique piece for a loved one, then look no further than Maison de Femmes. Maison de Femmes can be found online at maisondefemmes.com. That's M-A-I-S-O-N-D-E-F-E-M-M-E-S.com. And finally, Tegan Tag Photography. If you are ready for something a little different, ready to stray from the path of a traditional photo session, then get in touch with Tegan Tag Photography. Tegan specializes in water photography, family photo sessions, maternity shoots, and any type of photography incorporating mother nature. Bookings with Tegan can be made online at tegantag.com.au. That's www.teganttag.com.au. So like we were just talking about, Disney, Marvel TV shows, their latest has just dropped, Moon Knight, starring Oscar Isaacs. We're, what, one episode in of a six-episode season? What did you think of that opening episode? I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Like, I really like um, Ethan Hawke as an actor as well. So um, I'm quite partial. Like, I think with all Marvel shows, it's one of those things that's going to build and you're just going to, like, build towards the end, like, the, the final episode of it all. So I'm kind of, like, not putting all my eggs in the basket just yet because I know what they're like. But I was reading about it that there was, like, one scene that the directors was really, like, fought to keep from being cut. So, like, I really feel like the director's getting really a lot of create a direction with it and trust with what he wants to do. So I think it's great. It's, and I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 87%. So it's, it's been positively, positively received as well. So. Yep. Yeah. This is another one where I went in with zero expectation or knowledge, prior knowledge of the character. So I was like, okay, let's jump along for the ride. And I think it's what, an, almost an hour. And it went by mm. super quick. Like I didn't really, didn't feel like it was dragging at all, but yeah, like you said, it's, the Marvel TV shows, they're six episodes, and I don't really think you can judge them. Mm. They're hard to judge on an individual episode-by-episode episode basis, I think. Yeah. Like, you kind of do need to see them as this is essentially a six-hour movie mm. broken up into six parts. Yeah. So you kind of have to wait until you get that full picture to give it a, 
a true recommendation. But from that first episode, I was I really enjoyed it. My one criticism is the yeah the sloppy and like budget looking CG. Yeah, yeah. The cars in that chase scene. What were they thinking? They look so bad. Yeah, I, I hopefully this is not the case for the whole show but obviously also when you first got a first episode you want to start strong so i don't really know why they do want to put a bit of extra budget in trying to get like the cj right but they're marvel there's always a method to their madness morbius aside yeah like the the cars looked bad the log i think was the most egregious thing when the log flies across the screen and takes out the car like oh wow that didn't look real at all that looked worse than sort of video game cj at points yeah, yeah. Back to the 2010s. Mm-hmm. And what did you sort of think of the Moon Knight, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant character? I like it. I I think Oscar Isaac, the the, the Moon Knight character, is another actor that I'm, I'm drawn to as well, who I have liked his work, whatever. So I think there is, and I think there's a lot of potential with this, like with the, with the whole, I guess, the whole ensemble cast as well. So um I'm excited to see where he takes it over the next six episodes. But as we, as you said, the type of show you've got to wait, you kind of wait till the end of it, and then you can look back and see how the characters develop and whatnot. So, yep, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential with the sort of the way the character is, with the kind of split personalities and memory loss and things like that. Like, I think there's so much cool stuff they can do, and it allows him to just, hey, we need him to be like this for this episode, so they can, and it's yeah. not overly strange i can relate to the split personalities a lot dj run two complete pull opposites yeah but do you have to chain yourself to your own bed with a a ring of sand around it so you don't just disappear at times sometimes yes actually and i need to chain myself to my chair to make sure i do work and don't get distracted so um yeah I, i can relate to i can relate you know we were talking about venom before the the voice in his head reminded me so much of the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Venom Tom Hardy dynamic where they're kind of talking to each yeah. other and just being smart asses to each other, basically. Once again, me talking to my my own self as a, a smart ass as well. So yeah, I really feel related to this character. I'm excited to see how we develop together over the next five episodes. I, I like the look of the the costume as well. Like normally with these Marvel shows, it's building up the six episodes to the point where they finally get their final costume. This one just gave it to us in the first episode. I was like, that's cool. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that they also had, they've got a bunch of Arabic Egyptian actors and the director is Arabic as well. So really cool sort of stuff there. Mohammed Diab, the first Arabic person to direct a Marvel Studios production. So that's, it's cool that they've done that for a show that's all about Egyptian gods. Yeah, definitely. It's good that they've stayed true to, yeah, like, origins and showed respect to yeah i like that it's a nice touch uh what did you think of oscar isaac's uh british accent i've heard better british accents and i've heard better um british people doing american accents but um i, I wasn't i wasn't 100 convinced to be honest if you're being a bit critical how about yourself it was a bit funky but then there was also moments where i was like yeah Wait, is he like Tom Holland? Is he British? And I don't realize. Like, there was a couple of sentences where I was like, maybe. Yeah, he's definitely American. Um, uh, yeah, I, I could kind of tell. But it's funny. There's an episode of Seinfeld where there's like this American actor and he's speaking, and then he just quickly speaks like 
two sentences in, in British and then he goes back to American. So like <laughs> I, 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 I always I always love seeing like actors. Well, well done on putting on these accents because I can't do them. But yeah, like Tom Holland is one where I'm like, when he then does interviews and just talks in his regular accent, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He's British. Yeah. Crazy. And Mr. Hemsworth, Mr. Hemsworth as well. You got to give him props for his accents. Yeah, true. I, I was I was watching a video the other day and he was he tried Iron Brew, and the lady was like, "You have to speak in a Scottish accent as soon as you've as soon as you've tried this drink." And he started speaking, and you'd think that he's Scottish, like he's just his vocal range is just mental. Like, and this was after having like a fizzy drink, and he just started speaking like Scotsman. So, wow. When when you're talking about people that like break their accent, um, that made me think of remember. There was a, a segment on, I think it was on Raw, where Triple H calls out Kofi Kingston mm. because when Kofi first debuted, he was a Jamaican. Oh, yeah, I know that. So he had a Jamaican accent and then they're teaming up for Survivor Series or something mm. and Kofi, uh, Kofi cuts this promo in his regular American accent and Triple H just stops mid-promo and goes, wait, i got a problem. Aren't you Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, no, no, that's fun. <laughs> that was a funny moment. Ethan Hawke. Love him. Love him. That's that's an interesting character in Moon Knight. Yeah, love him. Love him. I'm this. I I think that this is one of the main reasons I was drawn in, and it's a very interesting character. And I'm this is this is my this is my favorite so far. I think he's going to be a very cool bad guy. Like just the opening sequence where we're introduced to him, and he's like smashing up glass to put in his sandals i'm like you are a crazy messed up evil dude yeah <laughs> it's bad ass yeah, yeah and then later when he walks in you can hear the the glass crunching in his shoes as he's walking i'm like yeah it's the it's a nice little touch i noticed that i was like this is good like at least this is better than the car scene but yeah no he's he's going to i think he's just going to get crazy in this in the rest of this show and he's just going to really F people up. Yeah. And yeah, like I saw an interview, he said he uh he based the character on David Koresh, the cult leader that was part of the the Waco siege. Oh wow. So like this is gonna be a pretty hectic character, I think. Like this show feels like it's gonna be yeah, wow, nice. very like dark and horror mm. leaning rather than mm. fun, happy go lucky action Marvel show. Yeah, of course. And violent. There's some pretty violent moments yeah. in this show as well. Like, oof. I'm keen to see Marvel sort of go down this route more like, mm. like we got with Punisher and Daredevil where they they are allowed to be a bit more gruesome and violent, whereas yeah. MCU proper have kind of just been very PG, appeal to the, the largest audience possible. Yeah, very funny. Like, Yeah, that's. I think that's all we can say. Like until we get the, the next five episodes, it's hard to give a – a solid rating, but from now I'm I'm all in. I'm ready to see the next five. Yeah, we'll we'll have to discuss this in a in a month's time after. I assume we're going to talk about Doctor Strange because it's out in a month. So yeah, and no, I imagine this is going to tie into Doctor Strange. So yeah, next episode will be Doctor Strange. Wrap this one up as well. Yeah. What are your sort of predictions for Doctor Strange? Do you think we get the X Men? Bro, I hope so. I I think I think we will. I think we definitely get the X Men. Um, I reckon I. Someone's going to die, like someone big might die. I think, like, I'm. I reckon Wanda might die. Um, that's what I'm. That's that. That's what. That's my call. That's my big bold prediction for it. Wow, that's a big call. Yeah. Based on the trailer where we got the back of Patrick Stewart's head. Yeah. I think X Men are a shoe in. Fantastic Four are probably a 
pretty likely option because I'm pretty sure there's a Fantastic Four movie in the works for further down the line. Yeah. Blade I wouldn't be against. Yeah. I wonder if we get Robert Downey Jr. back or do we just get alternate universe Iron Man played by Tom Cruise, which is the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably like done with it all. So, yeah, like Tom Cruise is that. Oh. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> like, there's so many questions going into this movie where I'm just like, I, I don't know what we're going to get, but I'm keen to see what craziness yeah. comes through those multiverse rifts. Yeah. You're not going to see, like, if you look it up on IMDb or, like, Google, you're not going to see, like, all the actors in it because they won't want to give it away, like, what we had with Toby and Spider-Man. But Yeah, I think we're, they're going to go pretty crazy on this one and just be like, mm. here's, here's two Iron Men. Here's yeah. three Spider-Men, like. We're just gonna go nuts. Yeah. And that's the that's the fun part with this movie. Like they could do anything because they've established that there are all these different versions of these characters. So mm. who cares what we bring out? So let's let's go nuts. Yeah, hell yeah. Have they announced how long that movie is? Like, I'm scared. <laughs> I think this could be a three-hour epic. Oh no, nah, I'm just on Google now and it says two hours and six minutes, which is kind of disappointing. That seems yeah, that seems short for the amount of stuff they could squeeze into this movie. Unless it's I'm hoping it's wrong, but I don't know, like this might have been up. They might have changed it a bit from when Spider Man came out because it was recently supposed to come out ages ago. Well, like they started working on it, like, I don't know, 2018 or something. So it might have changed. I think it was supposed to come out before Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. But I think with the way they went with Spider Man, they've kind of changed it around. So hopefully it's longer than two hours. Oh, we'll find out in five weeks or four weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck with the marathon. Thank you. For people that are preparing, like yourself. What would you recommend they they watch in the lead up to Marathon Prep? Top recommendation for the week out of these two, I think it's pretty obvious which one we're, we're going to say. If you want to get a good night's sleep, watch Morbius. But if you want to watch a good show, check out Moon Knight. 100% agree. Alrighty. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on podcast services and on YouTube. You can buy that shirt on wrestlermerch.com. Uh, you can follow Jackson on TikTok at Jack's double underscore car. And you can follow me on social media at Jamie Apps Media and at Perio Magazine. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Perio Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jamie Media. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Blake Robinson, Rena Renee, Courtney Paulson, Darren Hatcliffe, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Epps. <laughs> <laughs>